This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Ian from the Synonauts Podcast. And uh, thank you for joining in on our first, what uh, the Tape Deck crew, I guess, is calling On Deck. It's going to be sort of a random uh, podcast series when some of the hosts of the various Tape Deck podcasts all watch something or listen to something or just want to discuss something like, I don't know, are there any rules around this? Rules are for uh, suckers. Rules are for suckers. <laughs> uh, but for this test episode, uh, we are going to be discussing HBO's latest true crime documentary and love letter to the Philadelphian accent, Mayor of Easttown. Uh, joining me for this on deck, Mayor of Easttown, is my fellow Synonaut Catcher. Hello. Catcher, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Uh, we have the podfather known as Slim from 70 Millimeter. <laughs> oh. I refuse that nickname. I won't take it, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and we have uh, the great Aaron and Run Mike D of the Will Run For podcast. How are you? Hello. Hello. If you're listening to this on any feeds right now other than 70 millimeter and uh, you want to be able to chance to listen in as we tape these live, you should go ahead and check out the 70 millimeter discord, uh, which you can get through their Patreon. Where do you go? 70mmpod.com. Mm, 70 there you go. Checks in the mail, baby. <laughs> Checks in the mail, baby. So uh, go check that out. It's a fun way to engage with a bunch of other film lovers, uh, other people in the podcast community, uh, from the Tape Deck community as well. And you can tune in on these little live chats. And plus, you know, it's always good to spread the love mm. for uh, our friends over at 70 millimeter. God bless. This is going to be kind of a sort of freewheeling convo. I have a couple questions written down. But I figured uh, as you guys want to jump in or, or ask a cue, go ahead. And in chat, if you have any questions, go ahead mm. and ask as well. Uh, but my opening question here is, is geared for, for Slim. And I need to know, how did you feel about Dylan's Bronco? <laughs> I, don't know, first, I don't know how that kid got that Bronco. There's no way his parents were just pulling down whatever a year to give that kid this pristine cherry Bronco. That kid was a bag of ass. How did he even like talk his parents into getting that brand new, uh, pristine old school Bronco? I don't get it. He's from Delco. He stole <laughs> it. Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> he probably killed somebody to get that Bronco, and everyone's too scared to you know yell at him yeah, for it. I mean, <laughs> they'll be next. They'll be next. So, uh, thank you for that. But uh, actually, so what were everyone's overall thoughts? The finale was just on Sunday. I have some sort of mixed feelings about it, but uh, we, we can get to my, my take a little bit later. But let, let's start with uh, the Will Brunford crew. Overall, what were your thoughts on the season and how do you think like the finale uh, tied it all together? Uh, overall, I was pretty positive on it. I think I'm the only person on the pod right now who was born in Delco and had family in Delco. So uh, mm. you know, represent Delco on this pod. Please don't do the accent. <laughs> It's been so bad. It's been so, so bad but, uh, trying to watch a show with him. Now, I, I think it mostly captured uh, kind of like uh, lower class Delco pretty well, minus like the horrific racism that's like present there. Um, mm. But other than that, I think, it, I think it pretty much captured it and I kind of liked it that, like for that. You know? what, did you, what did you think of the accent? I thought it was... The accents. For uh, most, most of it, it was pretty good. I mean... A lot of my family sounds exactly like that. It was actually hard to watch mm. be being from around here because it was like very distracting because it was so like on point that you were sort of like, wow, like how did they get them to do this? 
Like Kate Winslet, who has like that English accent, like somehow was doing like this almost perfect Delco accent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people did it better than others, but. Yeah, I was going to say I grew up in the Philadelphia area also, but I, I thought that I would have recognized the accent. I don't know if it is I, if I hear it and I don't realize that like, oh, that's a Delaware County accent. Because when I'm watching the show, like. I don't know where this accent is from. I never hear this accent. <laughs> I feel like I'm on another planet. But it's just a small subsection of like Philly suburbs where, yeah. you know, this accent lives. It's very strange. I hopped on the show like maybe episode four or episode three. But I just remember for like all over Twitter and all over like every film review was just like, and even SNL Slim, right? Like SNL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did, they even did a sketch about it, yeah. just like all about the accent. So I like, so when I started watching it, I was like immediately aware of it. And I feel like if I hadn't read like a whole bunch of stuff and people like tweeting about how like accurate this accent was, it wouldn't have been as distracting, but it got to a point where I was like, all right, there's a lot of, a lot of accent work going on. But mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, not being from there, like you said, Kate once that was like amazing and she's like fully unreal. Yeah. I think it's like pretty specific to like Southwest Philly and Delco. And like my family's from Southwest Philly and then moved to Delco or moved to Jersey. So like it's I mean, like I can close my eyes and be like in a living room at a family party in the 80s and hear those voices. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So I did zero research ahead of this conversation. Nice. Is East Town like a like a is that a uh, like no. area? It is an actual town. So the guy who uh, what's his name? Craig Zolb. Bilbo? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was actually mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. that uh, area. He's from that area. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. from that yeah. um, And East Town is up by King of Prussia. Oh, so yeah, it's actually right. in, the, um, it's in the general vicinity, but it's not in the poorer area of that they were actually trying to portray. Yeah. So they used the, a town name that's close, but not really in the same spot, probably because they were trying not to call out a specific town. <laughs> yeah, I think they were trying to do more like Darby or Upper yeah. Darby or something like that mm. rather than... It was very reminiscent of specific towns in the Delco area, but I think that they didn't want to actually use those town names. Shocker, no city wants to be like labeled in this massive yeah. HBO show featuring multiple <laughs> murders of young women. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't believe it. <laughs> I, used to, I used to live in King of Prussia. Oh, okay. For a while, and every time I told someone that I lived in King of Prussia, they thought it was a made-up city. Like, there's no uh, way this is location is called King I mean, of Prussia. Yeah. That's a crazy <laughs> name. Like a to be fair, like that's a crazy name. Conshohocken is right next to it. I'm from I'm from a country where one of our provinces calls Saskatchewan. That's oh. still a crazy. Well, that's still a crazy name. Conshohocken is right next to it. Which, when if you yeah, look at true. the spelling of it, you would never say it like that. I'll bet a hundred dollars nobody in this call can spell. Conshohocken or Saskatchewan or $100 cash right now. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Let, let's go to our Canadian friend up north. Catcher, what do you think of the show? I watched it all in one night. <laughs> Episode one through six, all like last Thursday on a crazy binge. I, I was doing some artwork for Synonauts, I think. And I put it on in the background thinking, okay, I'll watch one episode. And then by like midway through episode three, I was like, well, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be up all night now. Cause I, this is, it had me like pulled right in. Um, I was kind of shocked that this really was like mostly a story about female relationships, Mm -hmm. like heavily, heavy 
like female relationships. Everyone, all the main characters, sub characters, most of them are women. And the relationships that you really dig into are with women, which was a total kind of shocker to me and like a really interesting sort of like angle to approach the subject matter from, mm. I think. Um, and I just finished watching a show, a British show called Happy Valley, oh. which is sort yeah. of like like the 2000s version of this mm-hmm. show. Like it's much lighter, but still sort of like a, a middle-aged like female cop just trying to do what she can in a crazy town of crazy people. Um, and this just had the same vibes, except, yeah, way more like a West, like American... North American, like, brutal violence mixed in. But good. Yeah, Happy Valley is such a great comparison. That is, like, so dead yeah. on. Uh, Slim, what were your overall thoughts on the show? I loved it. I Our Discord, the VHS Village, was talking it up a storm. And I remember seeing one article before it premiered that Kate uh, Winslet was, like, in this new show, and here's how her accent sounds. And, like, some <laughs> website gave it a positive review. Like, oh, that sounds good. And... Um, <laughs> So enough people were talking about it that I felt like if I didn't kind of quietly start this show on my own terms, <laughs> I was going to miss out the window and then never watch it. So I started it one night, I think maybe before I was playing Apex Legends, and I squeaked in an episode. I was like, all right, this is pretty good. Um, and I didn't really dig into what the plot was at all. I didn't. I just knew that it was Kate Winslet as a detective in like Philadelphia, sort of. But mm. I loved it. And right early on, you get... Broadchurch vibes pretty hard. Like Broadchurch season one is like the greatest television series season ever made by human beings. Like it's unbelievable. I, in my opinion, best detective kind of like character study. So going through the whole process, I thought it was pretty good. I like there was enough twists and turns. There was like really deep character moments that I thought they spent a lot of time on, which kind of um, maybe speaks to your comment that like you thought you should have thought it you thought it was going to be or should have been six episodes instead Mm -hmm. of seven. They just gave a lot of that time to breathe. I mean, the entire final episode is just like the emotional fallout of Mm -hmm. the first six episodes. Like the the scene in the car gets Mm -hmm. plenty of time. Um, The scene with the two of them at home gets so much time to breathe. So I really appreciated that. I thought the final episode was unbelievable. I was definitely sobbing. Uh, multiple scenes like I lost it a few times to catcher's point about the women I thought the uh, relationship uh, and the very end with between um, Lori and Mare that that final scene I mean it just Mm -hmm. the the emotional impact that punch that they give you that gut punch was just like he said it just it was able to breathe because of the amount of time and and love that they put into that relationship like that car scene with her, is that one of the greatest like yeah. acting scenes in the last 20 years? The two <laughs> of them together. It was unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. They were On good. both sides too, like obviously just by the yeah. nature of Kate's name, Kate's going to get like all the praise and, you know, all the sort of like, oh, no, I'm sure awards, cha- awards sure. chatter. But like, I think, you know, Mike might have said it like every single person was like incredible in their roles. Like whether you were supposed to hate them or love them. Um, it was just like every single person totally like knocked me on my ass, which, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Even even Mare's like ex-husband yeah. played the perfect role of the guy you keep thinking is going to be the guy who ends up being the guy and is yeah. not him. Like there's always that one like red herring character 
And I was just like, from word go, I was like, this guy's definitely involved. And the show would go on and they'd give you a little bit. And you're like, see, he's a liar. Look at his face. <laughs> and like, even he like played that job, like pitch perfectly well. Like you need those characters in order to like keep the momentum of the show. And like, you need to be constantly questioning what you're seeing. And like, even those small roles mean a lot. And he like, everyone was on point. On the red herrings. I kind of thought there were too many, like, at any point, there could have been like six or seven potential people. I, it was a little too much for me. And I, I kind of wish they had sort of narrowed it down a little bit because like the finale really worked. I, I think it was cool how they did the, um, uh, how, the how the kid was actually the killer. Cause yeah. they, but I feel like they could have set that up in like just a little way. Cause to me, I get like the total twist ending people are for, but I like being able to like figure it out, even like try and get close to it. Like on the Reddit, you know, on the subreddit and every article I read about here or why or who we think is a killer and why. I think there was like, I don't think I saw anyone guess it was like the kid. I did. So I would have liked a little more juice there. Um, does anyone else feel that way? Wait, I just heard, uh, ju- I just heard Slim say I did. I, I, I did. did, you, I did, did you actually theorize that the kid was involved because I thought his scenes were odd in the show. Mm, they were odd yeah. enough to be like something yeah. is still going on there. And I felt like it was still not enough explained that he just was aware of the affair because when he helped out in the, the cafeteria um, and there were still scenes where he was just kind of like in the shadows watching mm, like yeah. ominously, like there's something <laughs> going on here that we still don't even know about. Um, so I, I kind of appreciated the slow draw. Some of the episodes, like I think it was episode one or two where it was like your ex-husband, you know, was hanging out with her. Or like whatever they felt a little too goosebumps ish like chapter endings <laughs> where like it's the ex-husband oh no it's not it's the priest oh no it's not right like i guess I that kind of yeah. you kind of almost have to do that in these shows but maybe they could have done it a little bit better you're right and what's interesting about that actually is um i actually didn't think about it until you said this is that a lot of like an art and chat saying the suspect of the week almost all of them sort of suffered consequences, which I think is really interesting. Mm. Like in a lot of detective shows, when they kind of like go down the wrong rabbit hole, it usually ends up that the person investigating is the one in trouble. Like, um, I'm, I'm trying to think offhand, but like in True Detective, right? When someone chases, like he thinks it's like the school principal, but it's not him. He gets like, you know, the, the detective who goes down the wrong lead always gets in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess Mayor did that earlier. But in this case, like, all of the people who were wrongfully accused like sort of suffered consequences along the way. Like the priest got his backstory sort of revealed, yeah. which he deserves. Ex-husband, Roy from the office, I just keep calling him. He sort of had a <laughs> marital issue, you know. So I, I thought that was interesting. So I, I think that kind of warrants that sort of aspect. Uh, Aaron, though, you were saying you really liked, you, you were cool with the amount of whodunit uh, candidates. Did I say that? I don't know. Um, I thought you said Ian's putting words in your mouth. (laughs) Mansplaining your opinion. (laughs) Classic. Uh, No, I did think that there was even because Guy Pierce showed up and then there was a little bit of like, well, why is Guy Pierce here? Turns out he was just uh, friends with uh, Kate Winslet and they needed a recast. And there was a recast. They needed a recast. But yeah, yeah, um, I definitely felt like there was uh, a few too many possibilities because there was also, you know, Dylan and the kids and the that girlfriend who was absolutely awful we actually just rewatched the first episode oh, man. Yeah. and it was God. they it should was be in pr- they should be in prison really yeah. awful yeah. to rewatch for a second time <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah. Like when they show up for the kid? Uh, is that is that the yes. scene you're talking about? Like when they bully her at the Yeah, at when the they creek. bully I mean, her. Yeah. Oh my but God. then like later, yeah. episode five or six, she has like a change of heart out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. where did that come from? You're a psychopath. You're a sociopath. Because well, she was in trouble, like, that's why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like then they had the that red herring where like what, Dylan chased the the friend down. That was where I thought it went too far with the red herrings was like, the in his Bronco, right? He, Next to last episode. Yeah, yeah where he chases yeah. her mm. down. Yeah, I definitely, I, I do agree that there was maybe one or two many suspects. Uh, we haven't even touched on Evan uh, Peters' character. I feel like that's, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Get in there. Like so that, good. His character was, their chemistry was off the charts. Yeah. I mm-hmm. loved them together. Uh, and that moment when they were in that house. <sighs> Yeah, was that tense. was so intense. And there was nothing that they could do because the girls are like banging on those pipes. They can't pretend they don't hear it. Mm-hmm. Mary doesn't have a gun. Yeah. That moment. Yeah. I I sobbed from that moment on. And then we rewatched <laughs> it and I sobbed again. <laughs> and and I like honestly am burned out from uh Evan Peters is because he's always like that weird guy in mm-hmm. uh, all of the like American horror story stuff. I guess everyone's kind of the weird person in yeah, all American horror story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And American horror story. I mean, but he was like awesome, like awesome, awesome. He, his charisma came through really mm-hmm. well. And I think, you know, I've, I said on Synonauts, I've been on a true crime like ban since sharp objects, because to me it was like all these shows are like basically the same. But, yeah. you know, I think in a lot of cases, you know, Evan Peters' character would come. He's like the young hotshot, doesn't want to listen to anyone, but they totally flipped that on his head where, like, he really wanted to learn and all this sort of stuff. So it gave him, like, a really refreshing sort of take on, on, the, he, on that type of He played of that archetype. little awkwardness, like, perfectly mm-hmm. where he, like, when he didn't know something or when he thought he did and it was really awkward, it just, it just came across perfectly. Yeah, I think, like, mm-hmm. everybody was very human. Yeah. Like nobody felt mm-hmm. like every one of those characters was someone who could really be there and not mm-hmm. just uh, a construct to move a story. It felt like they were all realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt yeah. like he was obviously a bad detective from day one. Like he had yeah. no, he had no <laughs> talent. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, are, yeah. is this bad writing or what's happening here? He he doesn't even like know how to you know read someone the Miranda rights. It felt like through <laughs> through most of his episodes. But the yeah. writing was on their wall that I, episode because it was like he confessed that he didn't solve that case. Yeah. He like mm-hmm. s- stood up to his mom. He kissed Mare. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should have all seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, Catcher, what did you think of their like almost pseudo dating relationship right before he got shot in the head? No, this guy is a scumbag. <laughs> like I he Evan he Peters? Is, yeah. Oh yeah. From like oh, from my God. from wow. like the Hot second take. There's a scene, there's a scene when they're in the car together and it's before he, like, I think he's asking her out maybe, or maybe it's a little bit before that, but they have a moment and I was like, oh, this guy's going to try and pull a move on her. He fancies her. This is going to be hilarious. And just the way that he presents himself on the date, the way that he, the the fact that he would even ask her on a date is crazy Mm -hmm. to me. Like what, what, what situation do you feel like that is a respectable, like (laughs) decision-making process? Like you, that is nuts. And like that she even was like, okay, you know, like I'll pity you and we'll go on this date, I guess, like giving her sort of no wiggle room. 
And then they go on the date and he's a total dickhead. And you're just like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Why are you like, I feel like what's really fascinating about that is like the way that men like factor in again, like a very it's a very female centric show. And the way they surround these female characters with all of these sort of like just gross dudes in all kinds of different capacities, like and and having a toxic work relationship with like I know it like it wasn't going to be the the whole story. But they found a really interesting way of like peppering that in where it's like, yeah, he's a competent dude with some suave and, and then he gets killed. And I, he does. And I'm like, good. Like, I like I who is this guy? Like, I don't feel any like sadness oh for him. God. And so, yes. Sean's in chat says they weren't co-workers anymore. I was kind of confused when they said like administrative leave. I thought she was just going to be suspended for a while and not fired. Like I but event, there yeah, was, that, that was kind of vague. Messy. But even then, like, let's assume that she was fired. She has a pretty baller house. How did she buy that house on Easttown police detective salary? Also, if you're fired from that one job in Easttown, I'd be starting to crap my pants a little bit, pay that mortgage. That's what I was thinking of. I don't know if you know anything about the uh, American judicial system, <laughs> but it takes a lot for a cop to be fired. She was yeah. just on leave, yeah, for mental yeah, health. They say administrative leave, but at one point she even tells the captain, like, I don't work for you anymore or something like that. Like, there was a few weird comments to make it sound like she was officially fired. Well, I, technically she's not working. Yeah, I think that was more of, like, flavor. Because, like, she's just a detective. Like, t- two, f- three scenes after that, things continue, like, as Right, normal. she's still detectiving. <laughs> right, and there's only one scene where the cop, her boss is like, hey, I told you not to be copying. And she's like, hey, I'm just going to do it. And then, then that was it. And then she just continues to keep copying, even though she's technically uh-huh. off. So that whole thing is just, like, a little like that's weak mm. but after uh he's shot he comes to her house and is like oh you were there when you weren't supposed to be and you got this guy shot yeah, but now yeah. here's your badge and your gun back <laughs> Go ahead <laughs> right and it's like whatever <laughs> she she solved a huge crime though and True. you know on, on that though did it did it bother anyone that that guy was like completely like random i mean that plot is almost entirely unrelated to anything else. Did you, would you have liked any sort of hints, like even going to that bar one other time? I guess it wasn't, it was an emptied bar at that point, but yeah. did you like that? It really just came out of nowhere. I was kind of fine with that. Cause uh, I was afraid it was going to be some like giant serial killer thing. And like, yeah, uh, it was going to be somebody we knew and they were far ahead. You know, they were so much smarter than everybody and had all this, you know, were tied to mayor somehow and knew what was going on and were using her. I'm kind of glad that it was just some rando, the random crime mm-hmm. that you know happens in a in a place like that. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. yeah, this could be happening and this could be happening, but it doesn't mean they're related just because they're both happening. You know, because there's just yep. terrible stuff happening all the time. Yeah, it kind of emphasizes. I mean, going back to that it is like a female story. It emphasizes just like crimes are happening against women all the time, and it's not all. You know, yeah, it, yeah I, I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a sobering point, but it is right. So Marcy is confirmed mayor's biggest fan. She's been going <laughs> off in the live chat nonstop. Uh, Marcy of Easttown. Well, I mean, to be fair to uh-huh. Evan or what? What was his name? Zobel or no? What was his name on the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin Zobel. Yeah. To be fair to him, I mean, like he may have been a bad detective. Mayor is just as bad. I mean, she planted <laughs> drugs on a woman who was trying to recover. Yeah. Yeah. From an addiction. It could have sent her in a spiral where she OD'd and died. So, I mean, mm-hmm. let's not hold Mare up as some great detective either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's pretty terrible. 
she's well, human, but she's yeah, terrible. I was gonna say, that's yeah. part of her overall story arc of like trying to figure out how to get over her grief of her. Yeah. Her son's suicide, though. That's not, yeah, not really I, I, anything to do with her being a detective. I mean, she's a terrible detective as well. Well, no, that had to do with her being a detective because she, well, she stole the, the drugs, drugs from, from work. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the side eye energy we're seeing from Mike and Aaron when they like kind of disagree is <laughs> empowering to watch. <laughs> I just want everyone listening to know that it is a sight to be seen. <laughs> Marcy asked, did her and Frank plan the drug plant together? I kind of thought that too mm. when Mayor was like, oh, like plant drugs in her car. And he was just kind of like, hmm, not again. <laughs> I, I thought it was together, but I've heard people say it was unlikely. You know, it was just like he kind of mm -hmm. understood it would go there. But did anyone else think that? No, I I almost missed the scene where she pulls the drugs like out of her bag at the bar. Mm. Like if I would have missed that scene, I would have been so confused by the, <laughs> the drug planning scene <laughs> entirely. Well, we're going to keep this thing kind of short and all. So I wanted to end with just sort of two quick questions. A, uh, was there one, any lingering questions or any nitpicky things you would like to have seen answered? Uh, and then B, if you were going to get a season two, would you want HBO to sort of like take the serialized uh, like format with different stars and try true detective thing again, or would you prefer sort of expanding on the world that mm. they have sort of already set up? So I'll, I'll go first because uh, like I said, I sprung this on you all completely out of nowhere. A, my only nitpick, not only nitpick, my big nitpick is they make a big deal when uh, Mare and uh, Zobel are at the park doing the bullet crime scene oh, yeah. and she makes a huge deal about how there is a bullet oh, yeah. high up in the tree and in the flashback it's from like point blank range they spent like a lot of time on that which i thought was mm -hmm. kind of weird to like completely divulge from that uh so that was like my big thing otherwise i think they actually cleaned like cleaned up all the stories pretty well uh other than i think guy pierce is like maybe still creepy but yeah who knows? we'll see there well the bullet in the tree was uh the one that went through her hand but even still, right? It was well, no, because really no, high. don't forget. Remember, they were and wrestling. It went, and didn't it rick didn't it ricochet off of like a gutter? And the guy oh yeah, that's yeah. right. They're saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I think I would like them to try True Detective again, sort of with this serialized like small town thing. I think True Detective got way too into being like we got to make this like cult sort of borderline sci-fi fantasy, thing, and I think that's where they made their mistakes. Where if they keep sort of, I would like a serialized, really intense, you know, format like this, yeah. uh, where they can kind of pick and plant people in sort of various, you know, areas in in the United States or or Canada. Catcher, we can do Canada too. Either way, we had Cardinal. Yeah. We had Cardinal. Had Cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? Who wants to go? I don't think that I have anything that I felt needed to be wrapped up, um, but I. Don't think that I'd want to revisit this town just because I think they left it exactly the way that it should be. I think they wrapped up Mare's story really well. Um, although I'd love to see June Smart on my TV again in that role because she was amazing because we never talked about her. <laughs> um, but just her going up into that that shot of her going up into the attic, uh, mm. I think was just the perfect mm -hmm. way to end mm -hmm. It just, you know that she is now in a place where she 
is ready to deal with her grief and move on. And I think that's where they need to leave it. So I, I don't think that mm. I'd want to see us revisit these characters again. So I, I think I would go true detective style. Nice. Yeah. That, that final shot was like stunning. Yeah. It was yeah. like really, really cool. Uh, yeah. Per- perfectly done. Yeah. I think I agree. Uh, like I wouldn't want to go back because I think this was just about capturing a moment in the town and it, you know, the crime was a part of it, but I think it was just about the people in the town and how they exist more than it was about the mysteries or anything else. And I think they did a really good job with that and just showing the relationships with people and, you know, how uh, the opioid crisis just generally affect without it being like in your face, just it's just there at mm. every moment, you know, with Freddie and with, uh, uh, was it the, the, da- daughter-in-law. the daughter-in-law or whatever yeah. the mm-hmm. son's mm-hmm. Uh, girlfriend? Uh, it's just there, and nobody gets any help, and there's no help for anybody, and it just is. And, and I mm. think that was a big part of it in the the crimes that happened, and you know the shooting with the kid. They're all just a part, a symptom of all that stuff that's going on all around them, and so I, I don't think you could go back there because I don't know what it would be you know, a second time around. So uh, yeah, like a true detective style minus the supernaturally part of it would be good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a great call out on the opioid, uh, like subtext too. You're mm-hmm. right. Cause they did really do never address it yeah, like, but, in, in proper form, you know? Cause it's yeah, just it's cool. there, you know, that's yeah. how everybody's living. So there's no, like it doesn't, they can't, they're not going to openly address it because to them it's just everyday life. Yeah. It, mm. Well, that, that flashback scene, though, like, t- tells you, like, literally everything yeah. you need to, like, gives you so much information. It happens so fast. It's so intense. And you're just like, oh, oh, this is what she was dealing yeah. with. This is what the experience is like. Uh, catcher, what about you? I don't have any loose ends. Like, it's weird. Like, I, we are talking. I think the show was really amazing. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I, I don't think Uh-oh. what makes it great is... The, that it exceeds sort of the tropey, the tropes of like this style of TV show. Like we've just explained and talked about a few of like the sort of failings of the show. And a lot of it is plotting like the thing that, so in that case, like as I was going through, most of it wasn't like, I wasn't sucked into the plot. I was definitely just sucked into the characters. So loose end here, like a uh, red herring there. None of that really mattered to me. Like I've seen this before. I that none of that stuff shocked me, but the stuff that pulled me in, were the characters and the people. So for me, it's like loose ends is you've been thinking about, at least for me, it was like, that's not how I was looking at the show mm-hmm. like at all. Um, and then in terms of like, do you continue it? How you continue it for sure on the same page with you guys, like there's no way you continue this at all. But at the same time, I also think don't even have season two, mm-hmm. like Watchmen showed and like millions, like hundreds of other British TV shows that we all say, wow, I wish we did it more mm-hmm. like them. Yeah have succeeded as like one-off stories like tell the story you have an idea they executed it excellently with what they had to work with and it's like okay yeah let's i'm good the story's done thank you give me another show give me some other story um yeah that's how i feel before we go to slim we'll we'll get some questions in at the end uh but slim uh yeah i was gonna say move it out of east town and then i was thinking Broadchurch had a great season two when it was about the fallout of the trial, mm. which I guess you probably mm. couldn't really replicate here necessarily, but I did not think Broadchurch would be very good in season two, and it was. But yeah, definitely not 
um, just keep it one season, do something else. Maybe go to another town or another like, you know, weirdly local town in America with someone else. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any loose ends. I just think the, the final episode, I can't harp on it enough. Lori, mm. Julianne Nicholson, was that the mm-hmm. actress's name? Mm-hmm. The friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you kidding yeah. me with mm-hmm. her scenes? That is some of the realest stuff ever in, those, in that final episode. It was so amazing. So props to everyone involved. The complexity in some of the performances that she's giving in some of those scenes are just like, there's like four things going on at once. Mm-hmm. And every one of them reads honest and true and real. And the way that she collapses in on Mare at that, in their yeah. like sort of final talk mm-hmm. in the, just like mm-hmm. that. It I, me. That's, that is, yeah, that ha- I've experienced that at least a couple times with friends. And it's just like, uh, you instantly get transported back there and you're just I mean, instantly emotional and you're just like, oh, I, I want to help her so much. Well, there is the, the, they, they talked about it on a podcast cast that I listened to about it where they talked about, it's almost a callback to when she said, they were sitting on the bench and she said to Mare, you know, that she would always be there for her and it was Mare's turn mm. to kind of be there yeah. for her as she collapsed and I think that was a really just an amazing callback. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also Kate Winslet and the actress that played Laurie have had a friendship for like yeah. over a decade. Years. Yeah. So yeah. apparently oh, uh, really? you can really see that genuineness between That's them. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, this all kind of leads to Shantana's question in chat. Uh, once again, you can join that Discord, VHS Village, 70mmpod.com. Uh, he asks, do we think that Mare should have bent the rule of law like she had in the past? and waiting to call for backup when chasing Ryan and allow for Laura to convince her to let her husband take the fall, then letting Laura keep her son, uh, kind of redeeming Mare's baggage with her own son. I was kind of torn on that. I don't think so, personally. Yeah. I think the way they did it worked really well. Um, it's pretty clear that she obviously took her job with a lot of pride. You know, a lot of, they had talked about her, like, relationship with her father and how that influenced her, like, to be a cop she was like if my dad was a you know sandwich shop owner i would have run a sandwich shop or whatever she said there so i think it worked really well that way and obviously it led to the, like the subsequent amazing scenes that, <laughs> that we get afterwards um but what were what were the panel slots yeah I, I i think it made sense in the show i mean she had been going through therapy by that point and it's just like finally her turning a corner at that point like otherwise she just kind of continues in the mode of old mare and just mm-hmm. going through the same bad decisions. Mm. Um, so I was totally fine with her decision-making. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, exactly definitely. what I was going to say. I think that was just part of her, the end of her journey. It was kind of like showing the end of her journey and how much she'd kind of changed and grown through going through therapy, uh, that she was able to make that clear decision. I mean, only, even if they, she didn't and she like continued to hide it, the amount of stress and anxiety mm-hmm. in that family, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. that they covered up a murder, yeah, what that family them. would not survive. And they probably, he would probably be on drugs, you know, in a year's mm-hmm. time by that point. So she yeah. probably saved that family and their lives by mm. going through that process to begin with. I think that was part of her calling back up also was her, con- uh, probably a concern that he would harm himself in some way. Yeah. Uh, just because of every, you know, after he had run from her, at the school, she knew that, you know, obviously he knew. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's that fear. What's he going to do next? You know, 
Good, good points. Um, so before we wrap, let's all give it the old out of five star ratings for how do we feel about the show? And then also for boom's sake, how did you feel about Kate Winslet's ability to eat a Philly cheesesteak? <laughs> I think she had an ogie. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh, was it a hoagie? Yeah, it was hoagies. Hoagies all the way down. Down the shore. She had oh, a hoagie. Stop it. Don't, don't let him do this. Don't let him go down this road. <laughs> don't let him do it. Uh, I give her a five star for her sandwich eating oh. ability. Uh, just and then for the show, I'm gonna give it a four star wow. because I do. Yeah, wow. and, and and I think I think Grugrux and Chat said uh, uh, they're like you know I, I, the mayor's daughter storyline. I like that probably could borderline. Have, yeah, borderline didn't care about like at all in any aspect. Even when she went to college, I was like, yeah. eh, okay, well, the, you know, the mother too, kind of like bringing the fake money to the brother who was like on the phone <laughs> saying that he had the, the daughter. We yeah. all knew who was on oh, that phone. Yeah, We yeah, all knew yeah. who that was. She was a moron. Yeah. Desperate times though. L- Desperate times. Listen, listen, you can't sit here and tell me that scene where it's like, we're having a family meeting and everyone comes in is like not one of the best scenes in that whole scene. <laughs> oh my like God, that whole yeah. scene just that's the thing that what's a family meeting this is right exactly like you get all the dynamics of this relationship but they're all like there for yeah. each other in this weird way even though oh that that's the best the, the whole family yeah. is amazing you need that whole family to give her context i think um come her, on well, so, your... sorry i had to interject in chat uh, both sean and art did know that that was the brother on the phone call saying that he had the daughter the drug addict brother come on their voices were identical uh, oh my god they could have used some of that bean technology to make that call to hide in uh to hide themselves a little better voice uh, blind oh my god catcher what were your five star what were your ratings for uh the sandwich eating ability in the show Oh, yeah, I was expecting much more sandwich eating than I was led to believe. There are a few sandwich eatings, but there's not enough focus on it, honestly. That's why I tuned in originally. (laughs) Though she does have some amazing, like, eating habits. Like, the way she sits down at the dinner table and just starts combining, like, the strangest combinations (laughs) of foods, which from right now I could not tell you what they are, but just I remember being like, okay, yeah, like, you do you. Like, that's totally fine. So in that case, eat whatever you want. Five out of five stars. Show teeters on like a three and oh. a half, four, but I got to go four okay. because like, I pretty much called my mom almost instantly to be like, you need to watch this. This is your show. And if I find a show that th- that's got to be at least a four, if I can find a show that me and my mom both vibe to, then that's Jesus. That's a thing. catcher yeah. threatening a three and a half and uh, <laughs> hating on Evan that's Peters. Right. This is my one chance to be on the on deck before I get kicked <laughs> off. I'm going to be as spicy as possible. I didn't I didn't give a rating. I don't know if I like rating these like limited series. I gave it a like on Letterboxd. This is this could be Letterboxd independent. This is just your personal, but it's fine. I don't We're know. Not I, I'm it. probably teetering okay. on four and a half stars. Like Broad Church is okay. five stars all the way down. So Mare yep. is closer to four and a half, I think. We'll run four. Thoughts? Uh for me, the sandwich eating is uh <laughs> impeccable. There was so much Wawa coffee and so many hoagies in this. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, I was down with that. Uh, so, like, straight up Kate Winslet. And she, she professed her love in the media for Wawa. Yes. So, mm-hmm. like, she has my heart for life. <laughs> I, I may marry Kate Winslet. Just, I'm, 
Wow. Um, Kate, if you're out there, give wow. me a call. We'll run for podcast at gmail.com. Podcast um, disintegrating left and right. But I, I would give it a, I would definitely give it like four and a half waters. Because, uh, <laughs> four and a half gobblers. Yeah, four and a half gobblers. Uh, like the acting is yeah. just impeccable. The only mm-hmm. minor quibbles mm-hmm. are some of the plot stuff. Like a little, mm-hmm. little too much Dylan, a little, you know, daughter, whatever. Like those are the things that take little bits to take away, but like everything else is just, and and just seeing what Evan Peters can be was like I mean, and Gene Smart, my God, yeah, oh my God, incredible, mm. yeah, just like the acting alone is worth four stars. Mm. So I would go four and a half. Nice. Yeah, I would have given it four and a half for most of the reasons he's saying. Uh, just really though, the storylines, the the relationships, the um, the generations of women living in that house the way they interacted together the uh story between Lori and and um mare it just it it was just perfection the way that they were able to mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. so all the other little things that bothered me uh are all forgivable <laughs> just for mm-hmm. those reasons so yeah four and a half stars yeah nice that was that was kind of it that's all that's all i had for our little first test run of on deck uh, if you're listening and you want to subscribe to any of these pods, you can head over to tapedeckpods.com. Yep. Right? Yeah, tapedeckpods.com. <laughs> yep. uh, once again, you can listen to uh, Aaron and Mike over at Will Run 4. You can listen to me and catch her on Synonauts, and you can listen to Slim on 70 millimeter. And again, for the third time, hashtag ad. If you want to uh, <laughs> join in on these fun little uh, live chat conversations, do so by joining the 70 millimeter Discord. VHS Village, and you can have fun in there, and maybe peer pressure us into doing another one of these on a <laughs> on another show or movie you want to watch. Uh, anything else, folks? Before before we wrap, yeah. When are you guys doing Sex in the City? Mm, on Cinemas in the City, we need to uh, we we need a date from from HBO. Um, not yeah. personally, we just need to, see them <laughs> they need to call you HBO Max. We've been asking. <laughs> They and they just now they don't respond to our emails. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker hasn't hasn't texted me, yet, so we're not sure. But they did say Big is joining. Uh, they officially announced mm-hmm. that, and I feel like that was probably a big missing piece. They're trying to negotiate, so they're probably I'm assuming going to. So they haven't even filmed that. anything yet. No. Seems oh not. God! Um, Why am I even asking now? Yeah. It's like two that's years like, out. Yeah, that's like <laughs> two years away. Yeah. It's so we're we're figuring out a format for that, but yeah, that's going to happen. Mm. Um. Cool. Anything else? Uh, we have we have a minor special announcement. We do. Excuse me. We recorded Hello. a uh, <laughs> little teaser episode. Aaron thought something else is getting announced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Mike's. I'm having a baby. We recorded a teaser episode for our upcoming podcast, D Plane: A Fantasy Island Retrospective. <laughs> oh my god! The entire yeah. series is on oh. Tubi. Uh, we will be starting soon. How many episodes is, is Fantasy Island? It's five seasons. Oh my god! <laughs> are you doing like episode? Are you doing episode we by episode? episode by episode? <laughs> Holy Holy crap! crap. Oh, good. Unreal! It's gonna be amazing. God, that's even better than Aaron being pregnant. Right <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we both agree with that. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Way better. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Slim, you got any, any, no, you want to show you covering? What show are you covering? I don't have any TV specific (laughs) 
70 millimeter announcements to make at this time. Yes. But, uh, if that if that does happen in the future, uh, you'll be sure to hear about it uh, in our VHS village. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that took a Mayor of Easttown-like finale <laughs> to, to, this, to this conversation. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, keep an eye out. Follow all the pods. Subscribe to all the pods. Even the ones not on this. Uh, Dune Pod, Bat and Spider, uh, Film Hags, and Lost Light. Go listen to all those. And tune in for more fun. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.